Emily Post is the name synonymous with proper etiquette. An invitation to a wedding, a dinner party, shower, or gala event comes with some important obligations, including a timely response in the form of an RSVP. RSVP comes from a French phrase that means please reply. The little code has been around for a long time as a way of letting the host know you will attend. The Bible's last chapter in the revelation of Jesus Christ ends with an invitation from God. The spirit and the bride say come, and let the one who hears say come, and let the one who is thirsty come, let the one who desires take the water of life without price. Have you RSVP'd God's invitation? I'm Ron Jones. Something good starts right now. Hello and welcome to Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'm Brian Davis. Thanks so much for tuning in. And today we come to the conclusion of Ron's teaching series, Mysteries of the Apocalypse, the last days of planet Earth and the return of Jesus Christ. And what a wonderful journey it's been. If you've missed any messages along the way, please visit somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org, where you can hear any of Ron's messages on demand. And while you're there, check out Something Good Television, Something Good Courses, Something Good Travel, and the new Something Good Digital Library, where you can search for biblical answers to your questions from nearly 30 years of Ron's Bible teaching ministry. From Revelation chapter 21, here's Ron with part two of his Something Good radio message, Last Words About the Last Days. And Peter hadn't gone to college. He, he wasn't a wordsmith, but under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he talks about the day dawning and the morning star rising in your hearts. That's good stuff. That's really good stuff. And it goes to what Jesus was saying. I am the root and the descendant of David, that, that prophetic word fully confirmed in your heart, and I'm the bright morning star rising in your hearts to, to give you new life and a new day. He states his identity. By the way, do you know this Jesus? Do you know him, or, or do you still just kind of see him as this uh, good moral teacher, this religious figure somewhere back in history? You really don't have that option. When you read through the Gospels, when you read through the Bible itself, and, and, and you really give an honest assessment of the claims of Jesus Christ to his own deity, to the fulfillment of prophecy, no, Jesus claimed to be much more than just a good, you know, uh, uh, power of positive thinking kind of leader. He is the bright morning star. He is the root and descendant of David. He's the Alpha and the Omega, and that's just for starters. But we're just tossing in some last words about the last days as we finish up in the book of Revelation. The third word that comes to my mind after he expresses his intention, after he states his identity, then he offers an invitation. Look at it in verse 17. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes take the water of life without cost. What a fabulous invitation. 
And aren't you glad that in the last book of the last book of the Bible, the last words about the last days, there's an invitation that if you are spiritually thirsty, I mean parched in your soul, there is an invitation to come and drink from the water of life and it doesn't cost you a thing. By the way, it's the Spirit of God who says this, and the bride. I like that. The Spirit and the bride say, come. Who's the bride? That's the bride of Christ. That's the church. Of course, the Spirit here is the Holy Spirit. And it's a reminder, church, that there's no more important business than we're about than to extend the invitation to spiritually thirsty people, to a world full of people with parched souls, to come, come and drink from the water of life. It's free of charge. It doesn't cost you anything. You know, you can drink from a lot of wells and a lot of cisterns in life trying to quench that, that thirsty soul of yours, and it might quench your soul for a moment, but it will always leave you thirsty. That's all the world has to, pro- has to promise. But here's an invitation to come to the water of life, to come to the water of life. And again, it doesn't cost you anything. Why? Because Jesus paid it all. He, 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 he pulled out his wallet, his credit card, and he paid it all on the cross where he said those words, to telestai, it is finished. It was a term that was used in the marketplace to stamp a transaction paid in full. Jesus said that on the cross. It's paid in full. Come, come to the water of life and drink without cost is the invitation here. These words remind us of Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 1, come everyone who thirsts, come to the waters and he who has no money, come buy and eat, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Whoever told you there ain't no free lunch in this world never, never read Revelation chapter 22. Uh, they, they don't know about the water of life that you can drink uh, and, 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 and uh, uh, satisfy your thirsty soul. They, they, they never read this. There is a free lunch. Oh, maybe not out there in the world somewhere, but there is one here, and it's called eternal life. It's already been bought and paid for. Uh, this invitation also reminds me of Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 11 when he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know who the thirstiest, hungriest souls are in the world? Those who are on the religion treadmill, you know? Religion is man's best attempt to reach up to God and to hold on for dear life. You try and you keep trying harder. And Jesus entered into this world 2,000 years ago and, and interacted with all kinds of people who were caught up in that pharisaical system of additional rules and regulations that were added to the law of Moses. It was like a big old government regulation program, and nobody could live up to it. Nobody could live up to the regulations. And Jesus says, come, all you who are weary and heavy laden, you're burdened with your sins and you're burdened with the requirements of religion. I'm here to give you rest from all of that. 
My yoke is easy. My burden is light because I'll carry your burdens for you. I'll wipe your sins clean and forgive you. Come to the water of life. I mean, how many different analogies does he have to give to a tired and weary and soul-parched world to come, 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 says the invitation. And we as a church, we're in the business of extending the invitation week after week. And wherever God sends you during the week where you are the church in your community, in your workplace, in your neighborhood, in your sphere of influence, be, be a person who extends the joy-filled invitation to come, to come to the water of life. It's interesting, back in Revelation chapter 22, right on the heels, right on the heels of verse 17 comes a stern warning. And it goes like this, I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, verse 18, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues which are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his part from the tree of life and from the holy city which are written in this book. Wow, <laughs> what a stern warning right in the midst of a compelling invitation. Remember a couple weeks ago, I told you about don't mess with Texas and don't mess with marriage? Well, here's a warning, don't mess with God's Word. Don't mess with it. Don't tamper with it. Don't say, well, I like this part, but I think I'll, I'll just take my pen knife and cut this part out. I'll, I'll just delete this portion of it. Oh, no, don't mess with God's Word. He is in the Word business. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. John chapter 1. He's in the Word business. I learned in seminary a theological concept called the verbal plenary inspiration of Scripture. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is God-breathed is the idea. And plenary means all, all of it. Verbal means all of it down to the very words of Scripture. You say, well, pastor, that's just kind of preacher talking, theologian talk. Well, let me just tell you something. There's some people who say, yeah, the Bible's inspired, but just the big concepts, the big ideas. Oh, no. Don't mess with the Word. It's down to the very words of Scripture. That's why sometimes we go deeper into the original language, because we want to know what word the Holy Spirit inspired the human author to write down. And this warning has to do with the words of the prophecy of this book. And then there's kind of a strange command. Might as well toss this in as well, beginning in verse 10. And the angel said to me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. He goes on to say, let the one who does wrong still do wrong, and the one who is filthy still be filthy, and let the one who is righteous still practice righteousness, and the one who is holy still keep himself holy. Kind of a strange Strange verse of Scripture here in the midst of all this. Why would, why would the Scripture tell the one who is doing wrong to continue to do wrong? And scholars have wrestled with this some. And one trusted scholar says, 
it seems to suggest that if the prophecies of this book are rejected, and because the time is near, there is no other message that will work. In other words, once we're done with Revelation chapter 22, God has nothing more to say. You either tune your ears to it and turn your heart toward Him, He didn't have anything else to say. He, he has said all He is going to say. And if you reject it and, and, and you're in a state of doing wrong and you reject it, then, then just keep doing wrong because there isn't any other word to give here, all right? He said all He's going to say. It's time, because the time is near, to turn your heart toward it and, and to begin to put into practice the truth that we've heard. Dr. Ron Jones will be right back with the second half of today's message, Last Words About the Last Days. And remember, you can stop by somethinggoodradio.org anytime to find out more about the ministry or to order selected resources like the series that you're hearing right now, Mysteries of the Apocalypse, The Last Days of Planet Earth, and The Return of Jesus Christ. The entire audio download of this series can be yours today for a gift to Something Good Radio. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Give online at somethinggoodradio.org. Mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23456, or call our offices. The number is 757-276-1099. Now here's Ron with the second half of today's Something Good Radio message, Last Words About the last days. So we've looked at an intention he expressed, an identity that he states, an invitation that he offers, and then look in verse 21 at a benediction that's delivered here. Verse 21. Let's just read it together. Can we do that? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with all. Amen. Isn't that a great benediction? A great way to end the Bible? You know what I notice here? The Bible ends on a grace note. How important is that? Especially to those of you who are weary and heavy laden by a burden of sin and religion you know, your, your philosophy in life is kind of like the Avis rental cars. I just try harder. I'll do better next time, God. And you hope that by doing better and trying harder, you'll appease a holy God with his righteous demands. That's called religion. But here's what you need to hear. For by grace, you are saved through faith. And that not of yourselves... It's the gift of God and not of works, lest any man should boast. That is such an important message, a core message to the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ that the last, the last ring of hope we hear, the last of the last words about the last days in the last book of the Bible, in the last chapter and verse of the Bible May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be upon all. Because were it not for the grace of God, 
I'm in a lot of trouble, and so are you. Somebody took the word grace and as an acronym said it means God's riches at Christ's expense. That's grace. That's the water of life without cost. Doesn't cost you a thing. When you come to the water, when you accept the invitation, don't reach into your back pocket and pull out your wallet and say, what do I owe you, God? Or reach into your past of good works that you think you've done and say, well, look what I've done. Because there will be some, Jesus said, who stand on that last day and say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do great and mighty works in your name? And he says, depart from me. I never knew you. Perhaps because they thought it was about them reaching up to grab on to a holy God and trying harder and hanging on for dear life. No, grace is about God reaching down to us and grabbing hold of us and never letting go. Are you in the grip of God's grace? For by grace you are saved through faith. Christ did for you what you couldn't do for yourself. He became sin who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God, the Scripture says. Oh, what a profound thought that is. He, that is Jesus, became sin. He went to the cross, paid the penalty for our sins. He became sin who knew no sin. He didn't have any beef with the Father, and the Father had no beef with Him. He became sin who knew no sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. The only way we get right with God is if He reaches down by His grace, and we by faith take His hand, and we are in the grip of His grace, and He never, ever lets go. You, you, you're caught up in religion holding on to Him. You don't know from day to day whether you might lose strength and let go. That's a fearful place to be. That's a treadmill. That keeps you burdened and heavy laden. And Jesus says, come to me. Just come. Come just as you are and drink from the water of life without cost. What an invitation that is. What a benediction this is. And what a person this is who expresses his intention to come. Are you ready? Are you living your life in anticipation of the second coming of Jesus Christ? Church, are you ready to, to hear the, the trumpet sound where the dead in Christ rise first and we who are alive and remain are caught up together in the air, First Thessalonians 4 tells us. Are you living with that sense of anticipation? I hope that this study of the book of Revelation has stirred all of our hearts to live differently, uh, to live in anticipation of and, and waiting. Yes, as we do what God has put in front of us and do it faithfully and with diligence, but we're, we're doing it with one ear listening for that, that final trumpet call and the call of our Lord Jesus Christ to come home. It's the Spirit and the church who say come, and we do all of this as a church, uh, busy about the business of extending the invitation in, in so many different ways that we can. And if you're here this morning, the invitation is open to come and drink from the water of life, and it won't cost you anything. You, you don't even have to get all cleaned up come into this place and to receive that free invitation. 
Now, I don't know how it is in your house, but in the Jones household, my wife cooks and I clean up. We, we negotiated that deal 20-some years ago, and it's been a great deal. I eat much better if she cooks, and she's much happier if I do the cleaning up. But here's what I've learned. We, ha we have a dishwasher, but that dishwasher is really a dish sanitizer. You know what I mean? All right? Because you got to clean up all the dishes in the sink first, rinse them off, get them all clean. And I'm ready to put them in the, you know, in the storage thing there. But no, then, then I got to take that clean dish and put it in the dishwasher. Anybody feeling my pain? <laughs> it's a dish sanitizer, okay? Not a dishwasher. A lot of people feel like that when they come to church. I, I got to get over here into the sink, and I got to get all cleaned up before I come over to this place. No, you come as you are. But just remember, God's not going to leave you just the way you are. He wants to come, you to come to the water of life and let that water of life cleanse you from your sin and give you a whole new purpose for living and get you ready for heaven. And that's the glorious opportunity we have as believers in Jesus Christ. And, and for anybody here today uh, to accept the invitation that is so clearly given all throughout Scripture, but especially in this last book of the Bible, and as we talk about some last words about the last days. Thanks so much for joining us for today's Something Good message, Last Words About the Last Days. Ron, so here we are at the end of a long journey through the book of Revelation, and I know our listeners would like to hear your final thoughts on this series. So, what would be your last words about the last days? You know, we talked about this a little on Wednesday, but I'd like to reiterate some things. The fact that God chose to share the prophecy in Revelation is yet another act of His divine and perfect mercy. In light of all the biblical prophecy that has already been fulfilled, we can reasonably conclude that the prophecy contained in Revelation will also come to pass, just as God has promised it will. It is just one more act of His kindness and mercy because He is giving us a fair warning of all that is yet to take place. And because He's never been wrong, we can be certain that this prophecy is reliable. And that should encourage us to believe in Him and to seek relationship with Him which is ultimately all God wants from us, a relationship. But there is also a bit of a warning here. God has spoken from Genesis to Revelation in hopes of having an intimate relationship with his creation. But now with the conclusion of his final book, the time for talking is over. The time for pleading his case before man, that too is over. Now is the time for a response. It's almost like parents who, after years of preparing their children for adulthood, sort of release them into the world to make decisions based on what they've been taught. Uh, certainly, children can always come back for advice, just like we can go back and read God's Word. But God has said all He is going to say. Uh, virtually everything else would be a repeat of instruction He has already given. My hope is, is that all who have heard this series are encouraged to dive into God's Word, to see that the God of the Bible is who He claims to be, and that they will accept Him as their Savior and Lord, and enjoy the eternal weight of His glory, His love, and His majesty forever and ever. Amen. 
Amen, Ron, and I echo that hope. Thanks so much for those encouraging final thoughts on your series, Mysteries of the Apocalypse, The Last Days of Planet Earth, and The Return of Jesus Christ. Well, Ron, before we sign off, what can you tell us about your next series, which begins Monday right here on Something Good Radio? Brian, I'm really excited about this next series. It's called What on Earth is Happening? Uh, We'll be examining the prophecies of Jesus found in Matthew 24 and 25, a section of scripture known as the Olivet Discourse, and a conversation Jesus had with his disciples a few days before he went to the cross. Of course, Bible prophecy was written for believers in Christ as a source of encouragement and hope. But it was also written for the benefit of skeptics, people who have not yet placed their faith in Christ. So for any of our listeners who have friends or loved ones who have not yet come to faith in Jesus, this will be a great series to share with them as I explore some of what Jesus prophesied about the last days. Thanks, Ron. It all starts Monday when Dr. Ron Jones shares his message, Last Days Living. For Ron and all of us here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian saying God bless and thanks for listening.